everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXP and today is the 31st of July 2023 and unfortunately guys, there is not much movement so far as the price of Bitcoin and general cryptocurrency market is concerned. As a matter of fact, Ripple has gone down to number 4th via point market cap and what happened few weeks ago is that ever since Ripple was deemed as not security, it did actually climb to number 3 but unfortunately it has gone back down to number 4 and Binance BNB coin is currently at number 3 so in today's episode, we'll definitely go ahead and discuss this. Now guys, there is this massive breaking news that is going on right now and that is regarding an exploit which has happened in a DeFi protocol and Curve Finance is definitely in some trouble and most likely guys, more than $100 million worth of cryptocurrencies could be at risk. So in today's episode, we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what this massive drama is all about and guys, listen, unfortunately news such as this does have a negative connotation towards Bitcoin as well. So outsiders who do not know what the technical details are, they often think that Bitcoin is hacked as well and that is one of the reasons why Bitcoin maximalists absolutely hate this news as well. Unfortunately, because it has nothing connected to Bitcoin, even Bitcoin tends to get a bad name and people often become detractors of Bitcoin as well. So in today's episode, we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what this massive exploit was all about. Now guys, regarding Binance, we have some update as well and Binance have launched an artificial intelligence NFT generator. So definitely positive news. So I'll go ahead and explain what this new protocol called Bixel is all about. So definitely interesting concept. And guys, listen, since January of 2023, ordinal inscriptions that is NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain has definitely taken the cryptocurrency world by storm. Unfortunately, guys, the NFT sales is definitely dying down, but it has reached a new milestone and 20 million ordinal inscriptions have been minted on Bitcoin blockchain. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss that news as well. So quite a lot of cover guys in today's episode and guys yesterday that is the 30th of July was the 8th anniversary of Ethereum. So it looks like Ethereum is on the verge of becoming a decade old system and guys like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Day podcast we have two news from Dubai UAE and the Middle East. Now the first news guys surprisingly has to do with IPO and the news is that crypto hardware retailer called Phoenix is in early talks for UAE IPO. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss that. And guys, lately I've been covering quite a lot of news from Saudi Arabia. And this news, guys, is regarding Hong Kong and Saudi Arabia as they plan to collaborate on tokens and payments. So definitely quite a lot of cover, guys, in today's episode. So let's get started with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain, and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries 
and transforming societies. We'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8. And let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Shalu Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Charlotte Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now instead of E, they have replaced it with Web 3 and it is the number 3 mates.xyz and guys listen charlotte group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the nft space is a massive deal now if you're a sneakerhead you definitely need to check out soulmates.xyz and once again guys the number is three instead of an e it has all the information and in the show notes below you'll get all the information and listen guys if you want to be an early adopter, you can also pre-mint it at www.dreamin.xyz forward slash soulmates. So definitely check it out. And they have a Discord community as well. And Gas Nick, who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates, has a WhatsApp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys, check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry. Next. Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes, 
locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now unfortunately guys, the prices are not looking good, especially over the weekend. The global cryptocurrency market is down to $1.18 trillion. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally down by 0.42%. The total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours is not looking good either. It is only at $24.21 billion. To be honest, guys, these are absolutely horrendous numbers. And it is also up by 35.84% since the last 24 hours. So I'm really curious to check what the number was on late 29th and early hours of 30th of July. Now, the total volume on DFA has absolutely hit the most. It is down to $2.26 billion. And, guys, this is only because of Curve Finance's exploit. Now, the volume is down to $2.26 billion. But the scariest matrix, guys, is the total value locked. It is down to $41.57 billion. And earlier on in the year, guys, the total value locked did actually go down to $35 to $38 billion range. Unfortunately, guys, these numbers are really, really scary. And just a reminder, on 4th of January 2022, the total value locked was $242 billion. So imagine, guys, over $200 billion. So far, total value locked for DeFi protocol is concerned has completely been wiped off from DeFi sectors. Definitely, definitely not ideal. Now mind you guys, this is only because of Curve Finance's hack. We will definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. Now that being said, Lido is still dominating so far as total value locked is concerned and its total value locked is 15%. And one major guys which I've been looking since the last few weeks is the decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance. And as of today, 31st of July, it is at 10.55%. I'm really intrigued to check when this number reaches 40%, that would actually mean that people are actually using decentralized exchanges. So it's really critical, guys. The decentralized exchange dominance to centralized exchange is definitely in an upward trend. Now, as of today, guys, DeFi accounts for 9.33% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, next, guys, I'm going to be discussing the 24-hour volume. And to be honest, guys, for the very first time, it is Curve Finance's 24-hour volume that has overtaken Uniswap. And this is only because of the exploit. Now, as of today, the 24-hour volume is $413.7 million. 
Uniswap is number second at $349.77 million. Now, a really important and interesting matrix regarding Curve Finance, but not surprising, is that if you look at the weekly change, it has shot up to 28.53%, and that is clearly because of the exploit guys. And what I've been doing since the past few months, I've been tracking this data on a daily basis. And to be honest, guys, Curve Finance has definitely been in the top five in most of the days, so definitely, definitely not an ideal situation. Now, the second protocol is Unisop, which often, to be honest, is number one, but because of the exploit, it is at number second. It is at $349.77 million. PancakeSop is number third at $196.71 million. Maverick Protocol at $148.14 million. And finally, guys, Balancer at $82.05 million. Now, guys, let's look at the volume of stable coins. Once again, guys, it is absolutely horrendous. And the volume of all stable coins is $21.01 billion. And once again, guys, look at the comparison. The total cryptocurrency market volume is $24.21 billion. Out of that, stablecoin accounts for $21.01 billion. And out of this $21.01 billion, Tether USDT accounts for $16.69 billion. Definitely not an ideal situation. Circle USDC is at $2.23 billion. And Binance BUSD is at $1.21 billion. And guys, what I've been doing lately is I've been tracking the market cap of Binance BUSD. And it is unfortunately down to $3.70 billion. Definitely, definitely terrible. Now, the volume of stable coins, guys, is accounting for 86.71% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, let's quickly look at the market cap, 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. And unfortunately, guys, Bitcoin's market cap is well below the $600 billion mark. And it is at $572 billion, whereas Ethereum is at $226 billion. And just a reminder, guys, when Bitcoin did reach its all-time high at roughly around $69,000, only the market cap of Bitcoin was $572 billion. Now it is less than almost half of what it is. Now the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $9.57 billion, whereas Ethereum is $4.32 billion. The dominance of Bitcoin and Ethereum is relatively stable, guys. It is at 48.19% for Bitcoin and 19.11% for Ethereum. Now in today's episode guys, I'm going to be discussing some really critical matrix and this is to do with decentralized apps and what I want to find out is, are people actually using decentralized application? To be honest guys, we talk so much about decentralization, we often blame Mark Zuckerberg, we often blame Twitter, we often blame Instagram and Facebook but unfortunately guys, the user adoptions of our social media is concerned is ridiculously low. So in today's episode, I'm taking out the data via DAP Radar and what I'm looking at is a very key metric that is the fiat value of incoming token transfers from unique active wallets to the decentralized app smart contract over a period of time. And one thing which I'm unable to understand these numbers when they mention over a period of time, is it 24 hours? Is it 7 days? I really am hoping it is 24 hours because the numbers guys is ridiculously small. Now what you can do is via DAP Radar, you can actually segregate it based on different blockchain protocol. But in today's episode, I'm going to be looking at all chains and in tomorrow's episode, we'll break it down, let's say only for Ethereum and the day after we'll look at EOS, the day after we'll look at Binance chain and so on and so forth. Now the number one protocol, so far as decentralized application is concerned across all the cryptocurrency and blockchain protocol is a protocol called as Unisoft version 3 and its volume is $2.74 billion. The second protocol is called as Balancer and the value of incoming token transfers from unique active wallets interacting with decentralized app smart contracts 
is $859.32 million. The third protocol, Gaza's Convex Finance, at $321.15 million. Fourth, Gaza's Inch Network, at $234.08 million. And finally, Parasoft, at $191.65 million. Now, mind you guys, what you can do is you can go to DapRadar and check it yourself. And all of these protocols are not working just in one blockchain protocol. Some of them are working, let's say, on Ethereum. They're working on Binance BNB Chain, on Polygon, and quite a lot of other as well. Now, before we look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin, guys, let's take a deep dive into what Axie Infinity is. So, in today's episode, guys, I'll very briefly run through what is Axie Infinity, who are the founders of Axie Infinity, and what is it that makes Axie Infinity unique. Because, to be honest, guys, in 2020, Axie Infinity definitely made quite a lot of news. So, guys, if you go to Axie Infinity via CoinMarketCap, the price is $6.06 and is currently ranked at number 46. Now, guys, what is Axie Infinity? Essentially, it is a blockchain-based trading and battling game that is partially owned and operated by its players. And in order to find out more information regarding Axie Infinity, you can go to axieinfinity.com. And guys, mind you, it is inspired by popular games like Pokemon and Tamagotchi. And Axie Infinity allows players to collect, breed, race, battle and trade token-based creatures known as Axies. And these Axies can take various forms and there are more than 500 different body parts available, including aquatic, beast, bird, box, plants and reptile parts as well. And parts from each type class comes in four different rarity scales that is common, rare, ultra rare and legendary. And Axies cars can have combination of body parts, making them highly variable and often rare and unique. And I very specifically remember cars when Axie Infinity was out, people in the Philippines definitely made a living. And I used to hear stories that people have quit their full-time jobs and they were working and playing only Axie Infinity and some of them even built houses based on the income of Axie Infinity. And I used to listen to podcasts where they were actually institutions training people on playing this game. Unfortunately, it looks like the hype has definitely died down. And one thing to remember, guys, is that each Axie is a non-fungible token or NFT with different attributes and strengths and can be entered into 3 versus 3 battle with the winning team earning more experience points that are used to level up on Axie stats or evolve their body parts. And these Axies can be bred together to produce new and unique offerings which can be used or sold on the Axie marketplace. To be honest, this kind of resembles what CryptoKitties are. And if you know guys, CryptoKitties did actually break Ethereum at one point of time. Now going back to the Axie Infinity ecosystem, it is important to know that it has its own unique governance token, also known as Axie Infinity Shards or AXS. And these are used to participate in governance votes and will give holders a say in how funds in the Axie community treasuries are spent. Now let me very briefly run through who the founders of Axie Infinity are. Because Axie Infinity was created in 2018 by Sky Mavis, which is essentially a technology-focused game developer with a team primarily based in Vietnam. And it was also co-founded by Tron Guan and Alexander Larson. And Tron Guan Gars is a current CEO of Platform and Guan who graduated with a bachelor's in computer software engineering and worked as a software engineer as well prior to founding Axie Infinity. And former competitive gamers like Alexander Larson is also credited as a co-founder and COO of the platform. And Larson Gars has been working in blockchain gaming since 2017. And I very specifically remember he also worked as an executive security officer for the Norwegian Government Security Organization and still sits as security of the board of directors for the Blockchain Gaming Alliance as well. Now mind you guys, as of today, Axie Infinity team consists of more than 25 full-time employees and many of whom have gaming experience and are focused in game development as well. 
Now let me very briefly run through what is it that makes Axie Infinity unique because it's important to understand that each Axie possesses 6 out of hundreds of different potential body parts, each of which has its own battle move and this produces essentially endless variety among Axies with most Axies having relatively weak statistics while those with the strongest combination of body parts can have incredible stats as well and unlike some other blockchain based battling and breeding games, each Axie can be bred a total of 7 times to help control the population of Axies and Axie Infinity Cars has its own mating hub to help players find a suitable match to breed their Axie to stand the best chance at producing a rare or a powerful offspring and at one point of time cars the cost was roughly around 0.05 ETH in addition to small love portion also called as SLP tokens to breed Axies as well and Axie token holders now are also able to stake their tokens to receive regular rewards as well but unlike other stakeable assets AXS holders will also need to vote and play to claim their rewards as well. So this was some basic level information about Axie Infinity and I'm very much sure guys a lot of the people in the NFT world are very much aware of what Axie Infinity is and a lot of the common people from Philippines are definitely well aware of Axie Infinity as well and once again guys if you do want to find out more information the website is axieinfinity.com. Now guys let's discuss the king of all kings that is Bitcoin and the price of Bitcoin guys is well below the $30,000 mark and it is currently at $29,448 and since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 0.37% since the last 7 days it is down by 1.56% Ethereum is at $1,872 and since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.33% since the last 7 days it is down by 0.32% and Binance BNB coin guys is at $242 and since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 0.53% and since the last 7 days, it is marginally up by 0.62%. Now could it be possible guys that Binance BNB coin has marginally pumped up because of the news regarding the AI NFT generator? I definitely do think so. Because if you look at Binance BUSD's market cap, it is definitely on a downturn. And last week guys, we also discussed about Binance launching a new stable coins. And unfortunately, they did face some technical errors as well. Now guys, let's discuss some massive news. And that is regarding an exploit that did actually take place on Curve Finance and mind you guys Curve Finance is a stable exchange at the heart of decentralized application which is built on Ethereum and it has recently been a victim of exploit. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is guys follow them via Twitter or now called as X and what the actual information states that more than 100 million dollars worth of cryptocurrencies could be at risk due to a buying impacted curve which is a stablecoin exchange at the center of Ethereum's DeFi ecosystem. So what I'd really recommend you to do is guys Cointelegraph has put out a brilliant summary definitely go ahead and check it out but let me try to explain what really happened here because what happened on 30th of July a significant exploit occurred within the Curve Finance ecosystem specifically targeting several stable pools on the platform and the exploit resulted in massive losses of over 47 million dollars worth of cryptocurrencies and the vulnerability guys allowed this attack was related to malfunctioning re-entrancy lock which affected Viper version 0.2.15 and 0.2.16 and even 0.3.0 and Viper guys is a programming language used to create smart contracts for Ethereum virtual machine also called as EVM and the investigation into the incident is ongoing but Viper promptly issued a warning urging all projects relying on the vulnerable versions to immediately contact them for further assistance and according to a security firm called Ancelia's analysis, 136 contracts were using Viper 0.2.15 with re-entrant protection and 98 contracts guys 
were using Viper 0.2.16 and 226 contracts were using Viper 0.3.0. So listen guys, if you're a technical nerd, you definitely, definitely need to check the details of it. But let's say if you're not a technical nerd, what I'd really recommend you to do is take a consultation from someone and check if your smart contracts does actually follow in one of these different versions of Viper because the re-entrancy attack occurs when a contract allows external functions to be called multiple times in a single transaction which can lead to malicious actors draining funds from contracts and the attack has far-reaching consequences guys impacting various decentralized finance applications some of the affected projects include decentralized exchange policy ellipsis which reported an exploit of certain stable pools involving BNB chain as well. Additionally, guys, Alchemix's ALE28 pool experienced an outflow of $13.6 million, and JPEG's PE28 pool was drained of $11.4 million, and Metronom's SE28 pool lost $1.6 million. Now, if you have your funds in that, you definitely, definitely need to check it out, guys. And Co-Finance's CEO, Michael Agrov, later confirmed that hackers had drained 32 million CRV tokens equivalent to $22 million from the swap pool as well. This further exacerbated the situation and led to panic across the DeFi ecosystem and because of that guys, the volume of curve finance has definitely picked up pace over the last 24 hours and in a response to the attack, a wave of transactions occurred across various pools as white hackers rushed to carry out a rescue operation and following the news of the exploit guys. Curve DAO's utility token called a CRV experienced a decline of over 5% in value and the decline in CRV's liquidity made it more susceptible to significant price fluctuation, heightening concerns with the DeFi ecosystem. But thankfully, guys, not all Curve Finance's contracts were affected by the attack. According to a platform called CryUSD, contracts and pools associated with it remained absolutely secure. The Monday guys, the incident highlights the ongoing risks and vulnerabilities present in the DeFi space and Curve Finance is not the only DeFi protocol that have experienced such attacks. The ecosystem has seen numerous incidents in the recent months, resulting in substantial financial losses. And to be honest guys, a report by the Web3 portfolio app called D.FI indicated that over $204 million has been lost to DeFi hacks and scams in the second quarter of 2023 alone. So look guys, we talk so much about privacy, we talk so much about security, unfortunately guys, some notorious actors can definitely go and steal your funds and this latest exploit underscores the need for continuous security audits, prompt responses to vulnerabilities and collaborative efforts with the DeFi community to enhance the overall security and resilience of the ecosystem and unfortunately guys, if this were to happen in a centralized entity, unfortunately or fortunately, the funds could actually go back to the users but when you talk about decentralized finance, there is no central entity and unfortunately looks like the funds will be completely gone. Now guys, let's discuss some positive news and this is to do with Binance and Binance has officially launched a new AI NFT feature called as Bixel which actually allows users to generate and mint up to 10 NFTs per day in NFT evening guys. They have put up an excellent summary. Now before I tell you what the summary is, let me briefly explain what the hell is Bixel cause in a sense guys, Bixel is an AI NFT generator created by Binance for its users and this innovation tool allows users to create custom digital artwork and have them delivered as NFTs via the BNB smart chain and its core goal is to help communities create NFTs with minimal knowledge in the field and surprisingly guys, this is in fact the third time Binance has shown up on the market and the feature first became available as a beta test for new European users 
generating over 10,000 NFTs in a few hours. Initially, the tool was named Picasso before rebranding it to Bixel. And the second time on March 29th, Binance relaunched Bixel for 12 hours on a global scale with 100,000 NFTs minted. This time, the feature is available for a larger audience and looks like it is definitely here to stay. Now, let me very briefly run through a snapshot of what the whole Bixel NFT is, because Binance Bixel is an AI NFT generator that allows users to create custom digital artworks and have them delivered as NFTs via the Binance BNB smart chain. And the feature, guys, as I mentioned earlier, was launched as a beta for European users and now it is globally as well. And finally, guys, Bixel offers various styles and design options and users can get 10 free generation chances daily, making it easier for mainstream audience to join the Web 3.0 space. But mind you guys, when you're actually trying to mint your own NFT, it'll actually charge you a gas fees. Now, unfortunately, the gas fee is not taken by Binance, but rather by the blockchain system. And I believe the price is roughly around $1.50 or cents or something. So if you have someone in UAE, the price will be roughly around 6 to 7 dirhams. So you definitely need to be aware of that as well. Now, guys, let's discuss some news. And this is regarding Bitcoin ordinals. And the number, guys, is 20 million ordinals. And what happened is that on the 28th of July, 2023, Bitcoin blockchain marked a new milestone as the number of ordinal inscriptions minted on the Bitcoin blockchain crossed the impressive 20 million threshold. But mind you, guys, despite this achievement, Bitcoin-based NFTs or ordinal marketplace sales have witnessed a significant downturn. And this has been down since mid of July. And Bitcoin.com guys has given detailed information on this. Unfortunately, guys, Bitcoin-based NFT sales have now stumbled, finishing seventh in the last seven-day stretch as well. And Bitcoin ordinals, guys, as we know, are a novel concept that allows users to attach information to individual satoshis. That is the smallest fraction of Bitcoin. And this technology was pioneered by Cassie Rodemox and became possible due to Bitcoin's tabloid upgrade. It gained popularity as a way to create non-fungible tokens directly on the Bitcoin blockchain catapulating the blockchain into the NFT space for a while guys Bitcoin based NFTs were on the rise and I very specifically remember someone did actually send a sound of a fart which was roughly for I believe well over $100,000 and those are some of the crazy ideas of NFTs and so far as Bitcoin based NFTs are concerned guys they were making the blockchain one of the leading platforms for NFT transactions however guys during the week from July 22nd to 29th of July a shift occurred in Bitcoin sending NFT sales experienced a notable decline of 35.22% and according to data from CryptoSlam.io, the total sales of Bitcoin-based NFTs during this week amounted to $4.54 million, causing the blockchain to fall to the 7th place position in the weekly NFT sales ranking and Bitcoin was now lagging behind other blockchain protocols like Polygon and Solana and among the 20 proudest NFT sales during the week, only two ordinals managed to secure positions. This decline in sales for Bitcoin ordinals have raised questions about sustainability and popularity of NFTs in the Bitcoin blockchain. And also, guys, data from June Analytics further illustrates the decline trend in NFT volumes on marketplaces that facilitate ordinal trades. Platforms like ZokX, Unisat, Magic Eden, Gamma, OpenOrdex, Ordinal Wallets, Orthsop, and Ordinal Market experienced reduced volumes since mid of July. Now, while there was a brief surge in June, the situation actually got bad. After 14th of July, with volumes of ordinal marketplaces reaching even lower levels and both the number of transactions by marketplaces and unique daily users within the marketplaces have experienced a decline indicating a broader trend for decreased activity. Now, could it be possible because a lot of the trends and a lot of the interest has slowly driven because of artificial intelligence? 
people are focusing more on artificial intelligence. That's what I particularly think. Now, interestingly, guys, while Bitcoin NFT sales were on a downtrend, other blockchain experienced a rise in NFT sales during the same week. And overall, the seven-day NFT sale figures across different blockchains jumped 8.43%, higher than the previous week. This contrast in performance highlights the dynamic and unpredictable nature of the NFT marketplaces, where trends can change rapidly according to different blockchain ecosystems. And look, guys, because Binance BNB chain has recently launched an AI NFT generator, it's definitely going to pick momentum aside from Bitcoin audience inscriptions. And as with any market, the NFT space is subject to fluctuations and uncertainties. It is really difficult to predict whether Bitcoin foreign NFT sales will continue or if the trend might turn around in the next coming weeks. And factors, you know, such as market sentiment, technological developments, and introduction of new NFT projects will likely play a significant role in shaping the future of NFTs in the Bitcoin blockchain and the broader NFT market landscape. Now listen, guys, what I really think, if one of the celebrities, maybe a rapper, does actually tweet that he's actually switching off all his NFTs on Ethereum and moving on to Bitcoin ordinal inscriptions, to be honest, guys, the numbers will definitely grow, maybe even tenfold. What are your thoughts, guys? Mention them in the comments below. Now, guys, let's discuss two news from Dubai, UAE, and the Middle East. And the first news, guys, is regarding crypto hardware retailer Colas Phoenix. And they are in early talks of a UAE IPO. So let me go ahead and share what this news is all about. Because Phoenix Technology is a UAE-based cryptocurrency mining hardware retailer. And the company is in preliminary talks for a potential IPO in the UAE. And it is considering listing in the Abu Dhabi as early as this year. And the company is developing one of the largest mining facilities in the Middle East. And the discussion of the IPO ongoing and details such as the timeline and the size of the offerings may change over the period of time. But Phoenix Technology Cars has not officially commented on this matter. Now this news is officially broken down in Bloomberg.com. And mind you guys, the UAE, especially Dubai, aims to create a crypto industry hub with friendly policies as well. But listen guys, a few months ago I definitely covered a massive giant moving into Abu Dhabi as well. So it's going to be really critical to see if the mining industry moves in Abu Dhabi as well. It's just going to make it extremely, extremely competitive. And mind you guys, when you talk about Bitcoin mining, the equipment actually gets extremely, extremely hot. And I very specifically remember Kevin O'Leary and also Cypher Capital. They're also planning to have Bitcoin mining operations in the Middle East. And they actually want to do the mining operations underground so that the equipment gets cooler. So look guys, it's going to be absolutely crazy world in the Bitcoin mining industry. And so far as UAE is concerned guys, the country has attracted major players like Binance, OKX and Bybit. However, the UAE is starting scrutiny in crypto license seekers to ensure proper oversight. And this move is part of the broader efforts to get off the FATF or Financial Action Task Force's grey list and the UAE wants to address concerns about uncovering illicit funds in the crypto industry and Phoenix Technology Guys was established in 2014 and currently has operations in US, Canada, Europe and the Middle East as well and the company is currently developing a $2 billion crypto mining firm in the UAE and it offers mining hardware and hosting solutions for all mined assets and as of now the size and timeline of the IPO are yet to be determined and Phoenix Technologies IPO could significantly impact the crypto market in the UAE and further developments regarding the IPO will be subject to official announcements and look guys this news is published via Bloomberg so what I'm going to be doing is I'm definitely going to shoot them an email and try to see if I can get them on my podcast that'll be pretty cool isn't it now my big question is guys considering the tightened scrutiny of the crypto license seekers and the UAE's efforts to address illicit fund concerns 
Does it still appear to be a wise decision for Phoenix Technology to develop one of the largest crypto mining facilities in the Middle East? What are your thoughts, guys? Because look, guys, with the UAE's friendly crypto policies towards crypto industry and it seemed to become a hub for crypto, along with attracting major players, does the potential IPO plans of Phoenix Technology in Abu Dhabi seem like a promising move despite the ongoing discussion and uncertain details? And look, guys, once the Bitcoin spot ETF is approved, this news will be absolutely absolutely massive so definitely positive news now guys let's discuss some news from hong kong and saudi arabia and this news guys is published by coin telegraph and the news is that hong kong and saudi arabia are collaborating on financial services particularly tokenization and payments infrastructure agreements but mind you guys in 2019 the saudi central bank warned that bitcoin is not recognized by legal entities in the country and on july 26 2023 the Saudi Central Bank, also called as SAMA, and the Hong Kong Monetary Authority, also called as HKMA, held a bilateral meeting to strengthen financial services integration and the meeting discussed financial infrastructure development, open market operations, market connectivity and sustainable development, and Hong Kong Monetary Authority and Saudi Central Bank signed a memorandum of understanding to promote joint discussions on financial innovation and the two authorities also shared expertise in tokenization payment infrastructure and supervision technologies and the Hong Kong Monetary Authority Chief Executive Eddie Yu emphasized potential cooperation between the two countries in areas like economy, trade, finance and fintech and the Saudi Central Bank that is Sama Governor Ayan Al-Sari stated that a memorandum of understanding will facilitate continued development between the two countries in the future and the announcement did not specify any joint efforts related to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin now mind you guys, despite Hong Kong Monetary Authority allowing retail investors to trade crypto, there is no mention of any plans to promote cryptocurrencies by the Saudi Arabian government and the Hong Kong Monetary Authority did not respond to Cointelegraph's request for comment on this matter. And guys, listen, Hong Kong has participated in various tokenization initiatives, including a $28 million tokenization security issued by the Bank of China's investment bank subsidiary called as BOCI and that was actually done on the Ethereum blockchain and the tokenization project used Goldman Sachs tokenization protocol called as GSDAP and cash tokens representing claims on the Hong Kong dollar. Now to be honest the extent of the collaboration on cryptocurrencies remains unclear at this point of time guys given the lack of specific statements in the joint announcement but the bilateral agreement focused on broader financial services, integration and innovation as well and Hong Kong's regulatory environment allows retail investors to trade cryptocurrencies while Saudi Arabia has issued warning about the recognition of Bitcoin in the past, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this news materializes and the memorandum of understanding aims to foster cooperation and future developments between the two countries in the financial sector and both Hong Kong and Saudi Arabia do actually see the potential of collaboration in various economic and financial crises. So my big question guys is, was the collaboration between Hong Kong and Saudi Arabia on tokens and payments a wise decision Considering the Saudi Central Bank's warning about Bitcoin's lack of recognition by legal entities and the absence of specific mentions of joint efforts on cryptocurrencies and the recent memorandum of understanding. And the second thing which I'm thinking about is guys, what are the potential risks and benefits of Hong Kong expanding its financial collaboration with Saudi Arabia in an area such as tokenization and payment infrastructure agreements, especially given the different stances on cryptocurrency regulations between the two countries. What are your thoughts guys? Mention them in the comments below. So those were the news guys from Crypto and Coffee 88 from the 31st of July. In case if you guys do have any feedback or suggestions, 
drop me an email to infoblockchaindxp.com. Check out my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com, and also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. You guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, and share the word across. Now, for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. Listen to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. I have a question by Trisha who asks Do you think Binance is in some trouble? Because in the last few episodes, you don't seem to be confident about the way Binance is handling things. To be honest, Trisha, this is just my personal opinion and is definitely not any financial advice. 2023 is definitely not looking the best year for Binance. And if you look at it, the drama actually started going back to September of last year, where Binance actually converted some of the Circle USDC tokens to Binance BUSD. And mind you, this was only in India, and that's where I do actually believe the war on stablecoins actually started. And at that point of time, Trisha, Binance BUSD's 24-hour volume on certain days was more than double of Circle USDC as well. And then we also had the collapse of FTX exchange, and people are saying that CZ was the one, or the left-leaning media is actually saying. That CZ was the one who actually destroyed FTX and because of that people lost a lot of money. That to be honest is completely untrue. Now what I particularly think is Trisha that because of this, the left-leaning administration and the SEC is definitely going against Binance, especially regarding CZ as well. And going back to your question, yes, I do feel that Binance is in some trouble, especially Binance BUSD. Mind you Trisha, Binance BUSD's market cap at one point of time was on the verge of crossing the $16 billion mark because of SEC aggressively going after Binance BUSD. Binance BUSD's market cap has been on a constant decline and right now it is only at $3.7 billion. But what I've been noticing since the past three months is that numbers just does not make any sense because if you look at decentralized apps that are currently working on Binance, the numbers just don't match up. Keeping in mind there is so much of drama going on regarding Binance BUSD, regarding Binance US which is in some deep trouble as well. Unfortunately, Binance BNB's change price is relatively consistent and if you look at the number of people actually using Binance BNB chain, the number just does not make any sense. But what I particularly feel, and this is no way financial advice, is there's some heavy manipulation going on regarding Binance BNB chain and look what they have been doing since the past few months. They are trying to launch new products such as, you know, they launched the FDUSD which is a stable coin, so I don't understand why you would want to go out and launch a stable coin. You would want to do that in order to gain some more funding. That way you can tell your investors, or you can tell your customers that the funds are safe for. And now they've also launched an AI NFT generator out of absolutely nowhere. And mind you, these AI NFT generator are definitely not free. Binance is definitely going to take some money. Let's say there's some trading going on. So it looks like keeping all of these things in mind and looking at a macro level snapshot tree share. I do feel that Binance is in some deep trouble, which is a bit strange because last year we were also discussing if Binance is actually bigger than Bitcoin and at one point of time I definitely do feel that Binance was actually bigger than Bitcoin and what I really recommend you to do is Trisha, Dr. Doom or Dr. Norville Rubini, he had a brilliant interview in Abu Dhabi where he actually severely criticized CZ and Binance as well and ever since that moment Binance has been on a downfall 
Mind you, knowing the notorious predictions of Dr. Doom, whoever he's gone against, they've either ended up in jail or definitely in some serious trouble. This is also talking about Celsius Network and quite a lot of other. I definitely don't want to get into this because a lot of people that he's criticized are definitely following some jail time. So unfortunately, keeping all these things in mind, I do feel that Binance does seem to be in some trouble. And 2022 is definitely not being the best year for Binance. They've had some trouble in France. They had some trouble in Italy. And lately, they also withdrew the license in Germany as well. And listen, Jayshaw, if you're someone from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East, I very specifically remember Binance was supposed to launch an NFT in partnership with the Museum of the Future. And to be honest, I haven't heard absolutely anything about it. And it was such massive news, not just in Dubai, but also in the cryptocurrency world as well. And I've sent the team at least seven emails asking them for more information and they have stopped replying to my emails as well. So keeping all these things in mind, I definitely do feel that there is something massive and shady going on in the world of Binance. Now could it be possible that Circle USDC, using the left-leaning administration and the SEC and Gary Gensler are aggressively going after Binance? Definitely possible. It is just a theory. So those are at least my thoughts. And once again, definitely not any financial advice. So that's about all guys. So if you ask me anything, see some blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com. And also check out my website that is area2071.com that talks everything about my divorce. In case if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have crypto and coffee at 8. Then we cover job news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse in other series of episodes on the crypto and coffee date works. We usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the powers of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact on the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, metaverse and what you listen to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. Thanks so much for listening guys and hopefully see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Have a nice one.